1: Hello, and welcome to Bisburg. I'm John Hall. Today, the program is sponsored by Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. Joining us in studio today is Patty Campbell. Patty is the executive director from the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute, here to talk to us about the work that's being done in and around Western Pennsylvania. Patty, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, John.
1: So, Patty, I I guess the the first question, the most obvious question, you know, uh, is to talk about what Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute is. Uh, Fill us in on the details. What's your mission?
2: Well, basically, let me just start by saying that the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute is referred to as PPI. Mm -hmm. So, um, PPI actually exists to enhance the health of individuals, families, and communities through an interfaith ministry of counseling and education that integrates the resources of faith and the behavioral sciences. And that's what makes us very, very unique. These are our roots. And we're committed to diversity, inclusion, and recognizing that spirituality is an essential part of well-being and healing.
1: So primarily, then, the work that you're doing is helping people who are looking at their life, want to make adjustments, struggling through some problems, some issues. But in the middle of it all, you're faith-based, yes?
2: Absolutely. We're a behavioral health agency. Uh, We are staffed by licensed mental health clinicians. And we, as I mentioned, our roots are both behavioral health and education and training.
1: So I would imagine the last 18 plus months have been a busy time for you.
2: They've been a very busy time. We have been virtual since March of 2020, and we continue to be virtual. Uh, that was obviously at the insistence of the pandemic, sure. but it's also been a divine intervention in many ways because we've been able to extend access across many, many folks who in the past may not have been able to have access to needed services. What's
1: well, interesting, I, I'm sure that this is probably common for um, – a lot of people who would uh, not have in the past engaged in some sort of conversation with a therapist. But I I think, in in maybe probably fueled by the pandemic and people's fear and terror and despair, they're more willing to engage now with someone. Uh, So I can imagine that the work that you're doing is in really uh, engaging the community, being lifted up, that people are willing to walk in the front door or have a conversation with a therapist where they would not necessarily have done so in the past.
2: Absolutely. And the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute, PPI, is really more than a counseling uh, organization. Counseling is essential and is a wonderful way for folks who you don't necessarily have to have a problem to enter into counseling, sure. but it's a wonderful way to be able to walk through that particular journey. But the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute also exists for education and training, and we're also a a cornerstone for resources to the community and that's a lot of what i think our being here today is really about uh you know this is a uh, national suicide prevention month we work very very closely with a lot of other nonprofits across the community which we're very proud to do that and really extending to folks as many resources out there as possible
1: wonderful You know, I'm glad you're here because um, in conversations with people of faith or just in the community, I've heard of PPI, Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. But to be honest, I always thought it was something different. You Mm -hmm. know, so you're here and you're telling me one thing. I always thought it was, you know, about pastors and helping to Mm -hmm. equip and engage pastors. But clearly, there's a different ministry here. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, a lot of our work is also because we are an inner faith and a an organization that crosses the behavioral sciences, integrating it with spirituality. We do a lot of work with clergy. We do a lot of work with congregations mm-hmm. as well yeah. as the community at
1: large. Go into that a little deeper then. Um, I, I've, I understand the need for pastors to have a, a therapist, right? I mean, I can imagine the burden that the men and women carry who are pastors— but what about the congregations? Are you saying that the PPI engages a larger body instead of one-on-one? You're talking about a whole congregation at one time?
2: Well, we're there to provide resources to individuals, families, and groups. And if that might be a congregation where there are services that we can provide to help them, we work very closely with many of our faith leaders in the community. Um, as an example, uh, you know, we are all about holistic care. Uh, Holistic care, if you're not familiar with it, is about the mind, body, and soul. And it is really working with individuals uh, well beyond just having a, quote, mental health diagnosis. It's about making sure that you serve all aspects of the individual, which is, again, inherent in the mission of our organization. We focus on a person's wellness, uh, not just their illness or their condition. And I bring this up because it's the holistic approach that we have that has drawn many faith leaders, many congregations, many individuals in the community to us for not just the counseling service but for the education and training we're also very proud and honored to provide training and education to our professional clinicians out there in the Mm -hmm. community our frontline folks both in the medical community as well as the behavioral health community um I'm actually at PPI coming from the medical side. Really? I've been with PPI for four years. That's my tenure. But for at least two decades prior to that, I referred my own patients over to PPI for services. I come from the catastrophic injury, traumatic brain injury, and spinal cord injury sector. And in dealing with trauma for many years, almost 40 now, uh, I found it, it essential that in behavioral health counseling, that the ability to touch on a person's spirituality, their their faith, their religion, or their lack thereof, whatever that might be, this was something people needed to be free to talk about in the counseling session. PPI was an organization uh, not easy to find uh, that when I did, I held on to them because I saw evidence in healing, when the patients I referred were free to talk about their spirituality, if it was their choice to do so, PPI has always had therapists, has always had staff that are not just trained but very willing to have a free and safe space for people to talk about their, their deepest needs, their soul, their spirituality. Wow. And that's essential.
1: That really is essential. And, of course, as a person of faith, if you are a person of faith, you know that. But then, Patty, you're saying that you were talking to people. Now, this is interesting because, you know, of course, faith in many ways is talked about in mainstream America, probably for better or worse, right? I mean, faith has taken a hit. Well, oftentimes people of faith were our own worst enemies. But to talk to someone about the holistic being, the whole being of who they are, That's opening up something I think probably for a lot of people, especially for people who are not people of faith, that may be scary for someone to engage in. Have you found that, you know, in a conversation with people to say, let's talk about our faith, let's talk about our spirituality, let's talk about the whole being. Has there been pushback on that? Or do you find that people are more open and willing to talk about that?
2: Well, I'm gonna approach that as a clinician. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor as well as a, a certified rehabilitation counselor alongside my my administrative role. And uh, the best way to approach that is as a clinician, a therapist meets the client where they're at. Uh, so that means that in the counseling session, faith, religion, spirituality, whatever it might be, is not necessarily something that comes up unless it's at the choice of the client. I see um the the point being that at PPI, the therapists are comfortable and experienced in walking that walk and taking that journey together with the client if they choose to. So we don't very often run into the the type of concern that you're mentioning, John. Um, it, it's also interesting because over the years thousands of individuals, families have come to PPI seeking. A holistic approach Hmm. they they want to be able to address the money the the body the mind and the soul and that is the the niche that we we meet and what makes us very very popular out there in the community and um, I'm proud to say uh, highly respected for the work that we do
1: Wonderful. So if you just joined us, this is Bisberg, and I'm John Hall talking to Patty Campbell. Patty is the executive director of the Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. We're talking about the holistic integration of care in a person's life, and especially as we continue on with this pandemic, you think about your own self and your family, your career, your life, and all that, and how it is that you can engage and and help yourself and by doing so as an extension, those that you know and love around you. So, Patty, let's go back and talk about the history of the PPI because um, uh, to think about therapy or having that holistic conversation back in the 1960s, mm-hmm. that was an entirely different conversation. And I'm, you know, both of us are old enough to know that therapy you know, used to be something that was considered uh, maybe, maybe not untoward but unusual. Can you talk about that, about those early days and those pioneers who put PPI front and center in a holistic viewpoint?
2: Well, I love the fact that you brought this up because on September 13th, we will be 57 years old.
1: Oh, congratulations. Yes.
2: And we were started by two... Uh, members of the clergy, and a psychiatrist, three wonderful gentlemen who got together recognizing that there was a tremendous need for, again, as our mission says, to have a connection between the behavioral sciences and spirituality, and also that it be addressed through an interfaith uh, approach, that all were welcomed, all had services. We've not changed since then. We, we still are following the same approach. And as for where we were then in behavioral health and where we are today, again, one of the wonderful things about PPI is they were f- way ahead of their time, hmm. way ahead of their time, because uh, they understood 57 years ago. It's really rather remarkable that spirituality, integrating it into the behavioral sciences, and that needing to think in a broader spectrum interfaith was essential. And here we are today. Uh, It is essential.
1: You're ahead of the curve.
2: We we were very much, uh, and thank you for saying that. Um, One of the things that comes to mind that, uh, of course, we were started in 1964 by these gentlemen, And in in 1965, one of our founders was actually quoted. his, His name was the Reverend Dr. Donald Hargrave Gross. He quoted, somewhere between the most highly trained and the layman, we have a range of skills available which should be recognized by everyone as being most valuable in helping people. And... What he meant then is so true today. I mentioned earlier, there is so much more than professional counseling. Hmm. There are resources out there. There is education. There is training. And it's why we're called an institute and not just a straightforward behavioral health agency. We're an institute. We are dedicated to be there for this community, for this region, to reduce and eliminate the stigma for mental health and mental illness, and to raise the awareness. Excuse me. One of the things, as an example, as I mentioned earlier, this is National Suicide Prevention Month. We partner with many, many organizations out there, and we're very, very proud to be able to help spread the word because we work very closely. One is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, The AFSP, better if you want to reach them, it's the AFSP.org. They also can be contacted anytime at 800-273-8255, or you can even just text TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. And I bring them up because they are there to help you process the loss of a loved one, they're there uh, with understanding to help someone at risk. They're there to help us all pass suicide prevention policies that save lives. And they're there just to make a difference in someone's life, to help you as that lay person. You don't need to be a counselor to be making a huge impact for people out there in need we're very committed to growing awareness, like I said, John, and eliminating the stigma, still very prevalent no doubt. out there. And anything that we can do, we work very closely with NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And they can be contacted, and I'm sharing this because this is important, org. Uh, It's important to give, to contact them, to look them up on the website. Uh, They will walk with you side by side in your mental health journey. Uh, We don't want people to be alone, and we don't want this to, for folks to feel that the only way to approach this is through counseling. The more the community can understand as a whole We're in this together. I know we hear that all the time, but it's so true. Fresh Hope for Mental Health is another group that we work with. In fact, our wonderful Lisa Burquist, our Director of Marketing and Development, is the regional ambassador for Fresh Hope. Uh, If you're interested in finding out more about what they are, it's Hope one word, dot U.S., and it's an exclusive private space where you can connect with people with lived experience. It's very, very important. And you can connect with support groups. You can interact anytime. You can join special interest groups. There are free courses. All of the organizations I'm mentioning have free online courses. And you can find the latest resources. Uh, and, And we're just so proud as an institute and an organization to be able to share All of these resources, and these are only just a few. We welcome people to contact PPI at any time. They can contact me directly. Uh, I can be reached at P Campbell, C A M P B E L L, at PPI counseling.org, anytime, anytime. And you can contact us through our website. And it's pretty easy it's Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. Dot org, And on there, we have a lot of information as to not just about PPI and all of the services that we offer, but also about a lot of the community resources. And we also look to folks to just help us grow. Help us grow. We treasure every single donation that comes our way. Mm-hmm. It's deeply appreciated. We have client aid funds One is a general client aid fund. The other is called the Samaritan Fund, which is dedicated to helping women in need, many of which are single mothers. And these funds exist because whether you have health insurance or not, the reality is with deductibles and co-pays, And we were talking about the pandemic here. It's only exacerbated a lot of the financial needs. These client aid funds exist to help people have access to services regardless of their ability for funding. It's absolutely, absolutely essential.
1: Fabulous. Now, so uh, as you speak here, there's all these different moving parts. So Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute There's a lot of different tendrils underneath the umbrella here, and I would imagine, as you say, with that big umbrella and all those moving parts, the cost for a lot of people may be prohibitive. But as you talk about people who are stepping alongside you, donors, that's got to be a key part of the process.
2: Absolutely. And donors are a very key part of the process as well to help us hire and retain the caliber of therapists that we have. Mm -hmm. We have very high caliber clinicians, all licensed as mentioned, and we appreciate any, any contribution that can help us stay on top of, as I said, retaining and hiring new people, because when the pandemic hit, we've always had a very high referral rate. When the pandemic hit, the numbers exploded. I'm sure. And the more we can do to develop our staff and to be able to develop the numbers of people that are available to care for folks in our community, the better off we are. We also are um, host to two national trainers for mental health first aid. That's an investment we made, a commitment we made at the beginning of the pandemic when we realized, uh, even more so, how we needed to stretch out across the community in ways other than, and in addition to counseling. Mental health first aid is a nationally certified program and it is available to help lay people, people every day who are not necessarily and oftentimes not professional clinicians to be able to identify and to respond to a mental health, mental illness need in Definitely. the community. So that is a service also Contact us any time. If you're interested in that, contact me directly. Uh, it is a program that we treasure, and we are happy to be able to provide to the community.
1: Fabulous. So, Pat, as you talk here, it, it must give you a great sense of satisfaction knowing that God is working through you. When you think about the calamity that we're suffering through right now, this is just sort of the uh, the top layer. And so from what I what I hear is, whether it's just a moment of crisis or someone looking at their life and trying to find a direction forward or someone looking at their life and thinking, I I need a connection here with the community or a holistic connection to myself as I experience a faith crisis. All these things are working together. And this umbrella that you've just described here, all those things are working together. It's fascinating the work that you're doing. It really is.
2: Thank you. Thank you. We are uh, across all of Southwest Pennsylvania. Obviously, virtually, uh, we're available to to everybody through one single call and intake, regardless of where you live, because we are continuing to be virtual. But in the future... Uh, when we do come back to a semblance of in person,
1: <laughs> soon I hope, uh,
2: we have recognized that we will also come back with both. We will always be providing virtual services from now forever. And that's
1: a great resource, isn't it? Because, Absolutely. I mean, you would imagine people who live outside of the urban area Absolutely. would not have had access in the past. Now, all, all of a right. sudden, they plug in what a gift
2: that's right uh, we will continue in telehealth and in person in the future and we that's another area that we really appreciate for folks helping us to grow because we are constantly looking at our IT systems and our virtual platforms to be able to grow that service because the need has been found to be extraordinary. So uh, that that's something we're very, very excited about, uh, as are many of our peer organizations that are hopefully thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we, we want to be able to go back in person. We want to be able to be there. Sure. But we also don't want to stop ever with the telehealth communications because the impact has been so great in such a positive way for Wonderful. people.
1: Now, I'm sure, of course, because of the pandemic, um, you're not necessarily saying, you know, um, we have plenty of room because I know uh, therapists are really booked solid. But for people who are in crisis now, we've just got a few minutes left. Talk about that. I mean, in that crisis intervention, people can reach out to you if need be. You're also looking for people to step alongside financially as partners to be part of that as well. So there is a felt need here for those who are in need and for those who also want to give and be part of PPI, yes?
2: Yes. We're Now, one thing that's to qualify is we are not a crisis center. And, however, <clears throat> if people contact us, uh, whether it be by phone or if it's online, uh, we are we are very, very clear we are not there for crisis, if you will. Okay. When I talk crisis, I mean an acute crisis. Sure. this we, moment. Right. We want to make sure that folks have the resources that they need, and we will refer people accordingly over to the Resolve network very good. through UPMC.
1: All right, so Patty, before we leave, and our, our time is almost up here. Just give contact information once again, whether it is for people who want to be engaged in the mission itself, or people who want to step alongside and be part of the bigger picture.
2: Absolutely, we can be reached online at Pittsburgh Pastoral P A S T O R A L Institute and if anyone's interested, I welcome anybody's email at any time at p campbell c-a-m-p-b-e-l-l at Counseling.org. feel free to contact me Uh, i will always respond
1: wonderful well patty i'm greatly moved um to be honest we started the conversation with my presupposition of one thing about pittsburgh pastoral institute and now after you've uh, described the process and the work that you do It's really excellent. So uh, really, thank you. And congratulations to you for all the people who are engaged in the work that PPI is doing. For the felt need of the community, especially in the holistic care, in a very troubling time in history here, to know that there are resources like this, it's a really wonderful and good thing. So congratulations to that.
2: Thank you very much. And thank you for having us today.
1: The pleasure has been mine. Truly, it has been. This has been Bisberg. We've been talking with Patty Campbell, who is the executive director of Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. You just heard all that contact information about PPI. We would encourage you to look forward to more of that if you're so inclined to connect with PPI, Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute. This has been Bisberg. It's been my great pleasure to be with you today. And God willing, we'll see you next time.